The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time waiting to be revealed and shared welcome to timeshare living reality navigating the dream with your host marie jackson listen in as marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are now here is marie jackson hello welcome to timeshare on voice america's seventh wave my name is marie jackson A timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot, a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene, or a time out from the to-do list. Afterward, we return, feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day, seeing things perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. Every Thursday from noon until 1 Eastern Time, my regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality. Metaphysical spirituality is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with questions, questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith. It is here that we share practical applications for ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Today, I am joined once again by my friend Priya Rana Kapoor, my regular Second Thursday contributor. Priya is a life coach, speaker, author, and magazine editor, offering tools and perspective on overcoming doubt, revealing personal courage, and realizing personal dreams. Priya's book, Give Yourself Permission to Live Your Life, magazine, Give Yourself Permission, and e-courses offer practical applications for authentic living in a distracting world. Priya joins me every month with her perspective on creating an environment that allows the promise inherent in each of us from the time we are born to be fulfilled. That's what this show is all about, sharing perspectives and tools with our listeners. Hello, Priya. As always, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Welcome. Thank you, Marie. It's wonderful to be here. February's topic, you know we're choosing a topic month by month. February's topic is ego. It's such an enormous topic. I hope we get to cover it all in our one hour on the air. My position is that ego, our identity in this dimension of daily living, I always have to say that because it has so many different meanings, can be our greatest enemy or our greatest tool. How do you see the ego? Well, I see the ego as a shell in a way. It's like a a bug, a cockroach that has this really hard shell. And we think it's going to protect us, and it does sometimes, but sometimes we can still get squashed. 
and the, the, the shell isn't strong enough. So, I see. So, so if the shell isn't strong enough, do you, how do you see strengthening the shell? Does the strengthening, strengthening of the shell come from outside the shell or inside the shell? Because it's like, it's like an ectos, ectoskeleton, isn't it? That's <laughs> exactly. the, hard, the, the hard structure is the, the outside, structure. but the inside is all soft and squishy. Well, I, I think if we strengthen our ego, sometimes that puts up barriers and it and it pushes people away. And so it depends on how complete we are on the inside of how much we need to rely on our shell mm-hmm. so, and rely on our ego. So if we're relying on our ego, we rely on our ego to be our face in the world or is our ego going to be the place where we protect ourselves so that the, our insides can do the work that they need to, that, that the insides need to do. Hmm, that's interesting because a lot of times our ego is to what we show to the world. Um, and, but I think there is that element of protecting ourselves so we can do the inside work. I mean, that's a lot of what I do with my work. I call it the quiet side of empowerment because I think, I think sometimes we need, we need to retreat into ourselves and into our own space. <clears throat> and that doesn't mean leaving other people, but that means taking the time for ourselves to work on our insights. So and the ego sometimes gives us that little bit of space. A <laughs> little bit of space. That's important. Um, the, uh, the statement that, that I was using to introduce this topic for February is that um, ego isn't a bad thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tool. It's a navigator. Uh, it's a vehicle. Um, it's not our navigator. It's, it's a vehicle for transporting our navigator, our inner navigator, our inner self. Um, we have a, we, many of us feel that we have a moral compass. Some of us call it our higher self, our better self. And I always work with clients to help them recognize when their ego is making decisions or when their higher self is making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, do you come across issues that where your clients have to choose between the two? I find it really difficult to help them through, uh, through that kind of choice making. They have to choose one or the other. Yes, I do. Definitely. And, and I call that sort of <clears throat> intention in some ways. Why are you doing something? Are you doing something because you want to f- everybody to see how good you are at something? And is that feeding your ego? Or are you doing something because it fills your soul and you really want to do it? And so that's your inside. That's what you call the moral compass, the inside. Um, so it's Sometimes you can have the same outcome, the same, you have the same event that you do or the same interaction that you have, but you decide which way you're going to come from it, which way you're going to come and go to it. And if it's just to prove that you're a good person, you're always going to lose. And then you don't feel good about yourself because it hasn't filled your soul. And that's where the ego gets in the way sometimes. It's because the ego is saying, go out and do this so you can show everybody you're great and that you're perfect and that you are a good XYZ speaker, gymnast, whatever. I mean, it's a bit, bit different. But <clears throat> so that's what I, I, I always go back to the intention. Why are you doing what you're doing? So if we come from the right place to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. And we use our ego as the vehicle for our inner self, for our tr- the truth of who we are. We feel fulfilled. We feel authentic. 
And there, there is this, what I call a seamless existence between the two, mm-hmm. our inner self and our outer self, our inner world and our outer world. That is our seamless existence. Mm-hmm. Not always easy to maintain that when okay. we have family, children, mm-hmm. jobs, uh, financial responsibilities. Um, I, I think I shared with you a story many years ago when I worked for somebody who I, I was asking him if he had a swimming pool and he got very quiet and he said, no, Marie, my swimming pool has me. Mm-hmm. And I, in my conversation with him, I learned that it was his need to keep up with what his wife was demanding, what his children were demanding, what the neighbors were demanding, what the children's peer groups were demanding. Mm-hmm that he felt imprisoned by his own need to keep up with what everyone else was demanding of him. So he couldn't live his authentic self because it was his ego that was making decisions for him and his ego was being driven by those around him. Can, can we find that place where we feel these social pressures from people, family, jobs, money, society, and still hold on to ourselves? I, I, I don't well, know how, how, how easy that is. Well, I would agree with you. It's not that easy. The, the thing is, yeah, this whole concept is, I call it keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Um, and it's a, that's really tough because you're living your life. It's like codependent behavior in a way. Your happiness is reliant on the happiness of others um, with codependent behavior. But here, your happiness is reliant on how much you have to show everybody else. Um, and that is a, a place, <clears throat> excuse me, that is a, a prison that's a prison. It is a and prison, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And, and so, and I understand how it happens. It happens so easily and so quickly because we want to give our kids the best things, you know, the best things that we can, the best education, the best holidays. We want to make our partners happy. The problem is it's putting undue stress on all of us because not only, you know, the if we're talking about this gentleman that you're talking about, is he the role model in the family? And then everybody looks to him on how he's behaving. So he's feeding the whole family on this keeping up with the Joneses, even though he knows deep down it's not something that's comfortable for him. So it's really asking yourself really tough questions and listening to the answers. So 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 that's so that's what I'm thinking that it's it's a tough, tough go, but it's digging deep. It's digging deep. It's it's a tough go and it's setting the right example as you mentioned for your children. I think it's important that you and your partner be on the same page mm-hmm. when it comes to the messages. I think th- in this particular case, the gentleman I was speaking of really felt very isolated and mm-hmm. very alone because he didn't feel safe mm-hmm. in his marriage. He didn't feel safe with his children. He felt pressured. And as a, as a result, I don't think he even felt safe in his job because he knew that the, that the job had the potential of making his yeah. his world as he knew it come apart he would be yeah. losing face with his wife with his children mm-hmm. it's really difficult to get to get through something like that it is and that's i actually a lot a lot of my clients are like this especially in the uk um where they they've achieved everything they were supposed to achieve they had mm-hmm. the house, they had everything, but they were the slave to their house, to their mm-hmm. parents and the school that they were supposed to go to and the wife and what they needed and so it was like, what about me? Where did I go in all of this and that's when mm-hmm. the the friction starts happening, and people feel that friction they just don't know what it is, and that that is the friction between the ego and the inner dialogue and the inner self and the inner navigation system 
And that's when the body starts to break down too. So. That's when that's you know that's a really important point that you mentioned. Yeah. That's when the body starts to break down too, because when stress when your stress level goes up, your cortisol level goes up, mm-hmm. and when your cortisol level goes up, your immune system goes down, mm-hmm. and that's when we get sick. That's when we have injuries. That's when we fall apart in in daily ma- in maintaining our daily well being. That's when we fall apart, and that's the hardest part. And then yes, we do have to choose between the two, and sometimes. We come to a place in our lives where we've just been running too much, doing too much, trying to do too much, Mm -hmm. and then something happens. You do end up in the hospital or you do end up with an illness. It's as if your body is saying to you, you know what? Time to hold still, my friend. It's very much that the body's doing that. It's very clever the body (laughs) so is the mind and they work together (laughs) they work together and there's no fooling them so so life sometimes is a struggle between the egos Mm. right my ego my husband's ego Mm -hmm. the ego of our children it can be it can be a struggle and and every time we come across a struggle like that it's really an opportunity to learn it's an opportunity to teach it's an opportunity to learn Um, the question becomes do I learn now or do I learn later right (laughs) well yeah, if you leave it too long, again, the body will tell you. I've seen it time and again. <laughs> body will tell you. So if you had to help a client, I think we've got about maybe one minute left before we go uh-huh. to break. If you had to help a client, where would you ask him or her to draw the line when they're, when they're making their choices? How well, would you help them do that? I must say, first of all, it's actually taking stock of what's going on. Every decision you make, is it for your ego, is it for your inside, or is it for you on the inside? And so it's really, first of all, taking stock and doing a sort of an analysis before a game plan gets put into place. And then with everything that comes along, we do this looking at the weighing, the pros and the cons, and then figuring out how you want to go forward. And the clock tells me that we're close to a break here. So let me remind you that you are listening to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave with me, Marie Jackson. My regular second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about ego today. When we return, we'll discuss the difference, if there is one, between a strong ego and a big ego. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5792. 
1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Priya Rana Kapoor is my guest today, my regular contributor today, and we're talking about ego. And right before we went to break, we were talking about how we can get in trouble when our egos make decisions for us and our egos put pressure on us. And I think Priya used the right word. She said it's a type of prison when we let our egos do uh, make all the decisions for us because we get imprisoned by the choices that we make sometimes. And those choices are often based on outer pressures from family and friends and society culture. Before we went to break, we started to to, uh, talk about, I said that we were going to talk about the difference between a strong ego and a big ego. I have my own definition, Priya. How do you see that, a strong ego and a big ego? That's interesting you say that because I wanted to hear what your definition was. (laughs) And and I'm not trying to pass the buck. It's just that that's a really tricky one. And so I'd I'd like to take the lead from you in a lot of ways. Okay. So Um, the way I see strong ego, I think a strong ego is uh, one that that behaves in a way that it connects to my self-respect, my understanding of what I know how to do well and what I don't know how to do well. A strong ego admits mistakes. A strong ego says, this is who I am. I am not pretending to be something that I'm not. I am not trying to impress you. The strength of my ego is the definition of my true self, my true self, Mm -hmm. uh, in the way I operate in this world. A big ego is an ego that has to have his or her name on everything. How many likes do I have on Facebook? How many followers do I have on Twitter? Um, how, many, how many buildings have my name on it? Um, if I am running a department, I have to have my name on all of the papers for all of the departments and everything has to go through me. I have to have my fingers in absolutely everything that's going on. That to me is a big ego. To me, it's also very shallow. It's thin, it's fragile. Because it is determined, the size of it is determined by how other people see me. If I have a big ego, it all depends on how others see me, where they see my name, how often they see my name, uh, how many people are on my mailing list. That's my big ego. Mm -hmm. But it's fragile because it's dependent on what other people think. A strong ego is only dependent on who I truly am. A strong ego is ready to say, I don't know. A strong ego is ready to say, um, I have a problem with this, help me. A strong ego is connected to the true self of the individual and operates as such. That's the difference for me between the two. Yeah. No, and I would agree. And it's interesting because the word ego in its truest sense or in its applied sense is me. It's I, me, I, it's, it's the person. Mm-hmm. Um, what, if, what strikes me is that the difference between the strong ego and the big ego is how it makes you feel. Um, how it makes the individual feel when they're in the presence of their strong or their big ego. And from experience, I will say that when I'm being strong, when I am in, in tune with who I am and what I'm doing, I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel strong. 
I feel like I can breathe. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses, when I'm in that big ego where I'm like, am I doing it right? Are people going to like me the way I do it? Do they know that I'm actually good enough? It's that whole good enough thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the outside. I've got to prove that I'm good enough. That feels stressful to me. So, mm-hmm. to, and, and my whole body goes, eh! and I can't yeah. breathe, shallower breathing. And I think that yeah. was what distinguishes the two. And that's how you can tell which one you're in. I think that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, our listeners might know who Brene Brown is. You might know who mm-hmm. Brene Brown is. I love her work. She is a um, she's a she makes social commentary. She's a, a social sociologist, and she says about the ego. She said the ego is the great hustler. It's the <laughs> hustler. I love that. She said it's always you know how many likes. How fast you are, how good you are, how high you are, how much money you have, how much, how many comments do you have on your post that the ego is hustling us all the time to be more, act more, because the subtle message there is that in and of yourself, mm-hmm. you're not worth it. Yeah, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not no. good enough, rich enough, thin enough. You don't have enough money, whatever it is. It's not enough. So therefore, you're not enough. And the way we find ourselves to be not enough is by measuring ourselves by what other people think. Yeah. Yep. And and I uh, there's a little section in the book called Don't Compare Your Insides with Everybody Else's Outsides. And this came from my ex-husband. He said to me very early on when I like, oh, they have everything, you know. I haven't, you know, I'm not smart enough or whatever, it, whatever it was. And he goes, don't compare your insides with everybody else's outsides. Because everybody puts on a good game and we we do not know what's going on inside, behind doors, in their confidence area, in their self-esteem area. So you know what's going on inside of you, but you don't know other people. So I thought that was a very valuable lesson. That's a very but. valuable lesson. I think it's important that, that we that we make that distinction between the inside and the outside mm-hmm. uh, because it's a little bit like hardware and software for your computer (laughs) right the computer might look fabulous and have all these fancy lights and bells and whistles and buttons which I'm not very good at I mean let's just say that right up front I have no idea what I'm doing with computers okay but that computer is nothing without the software what are the programs that we have running Mm -hmm. and are they the right ones and are they the right ones are they the right ones for us do they do what we want them to do the the software runs the hardware it's not Mm -hmm. the other way around So what is this wallpaper that we have running in the background all the time? How do we see the world? How do we see ourselves? How do we see each other? Because that's our measurement. That's our competition. And that's how how we view ourselves. That's how we view ourselves. Um, My client experience has been uh, a little less um, robust in that particular in that particular field, mostly because the people that I'm dealing with aren't having so much trouble with their egos as such, as much as they're having trouble with everybody else's ego mm. and how they make decisions based on what everybody else wants. So but their that, ego is more there, fragile. Pardon? Sorry, I'm sorry. That, that is their ego in a way if they're relying on what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. They don't have their own strong sense of self. That's the difference. Right. That's, when I fall, that's when I go into the difference between strong ego and a big ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we build a strong ego? How do we build a strong ego? By believing in ourselves. Knowing we matter. And that's the bottom line in, in all the work I do. is like, do you, do you understand that you matter just as much as everybody else? 
because it's hard for people to think they matter more, especially in the beginning stages. And, and you know, we don't matter more than anybody else. We matter just as much as anybody else. No one matters more than we do. I mean, sure, there are times when we, we, we help people because what they're going through is, is a place we want to help them with. And so, but we matter just as much. So are we treating ourselves the same way we're treating everybody else? Are we caring for ourselves the same way we care for other people? And I think that's where it all starts. When we have a sense of understanding of who we are and we care about ourselves, we can structure a, 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 a what you call it, the good ego, the uh, strong ego, the strong the ego. strong ego, yeah. Yeah. Um, in working with a client then, how would you start that process? Um, I always like to start with what I call the truth test. If someone has doubts about themselves, we'll go through events in their lives or accomplishments that they've gone through so that we can get their focus back on their own worth and their own mm-hmm. value relative to what they've done in their own lives, what they've done with other people. What, what is the process that you like to use in helping a client get to that place where they say, I'm worth it. I'm well, just, I matter just as much as, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I will start, the first step I will start with is all the negative self-talk. People have so much negative, every, they, they're so surprised when I say write a list of all the things you said about yourself or outside in the world that's negative. You know, oh gosh, why did I do it that way? Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm always doing it like, oh no. And so make a list of that and, and then make a list next to it of what you could have said that was more positive. And first of all, it's understanding that the negative self-talk and how much negativity you're feeding yourself every day. And that's a real eye-opener for most people. They're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea I was feeding myself that every day. And then the extension of that is what could you feed yourself positively? So it's catching yourself, awareness, catching yourself, and then shifting it to the positive. The inner dialogue, the, the inner dialogue is huge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because thought, thought uh, precedes our behavior and our behavior starts to build our inner dialogue. And if our inner di- and in a neurological sense, we create mm-hmm. our neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And when we wear those grooves in those neural pathways, I mean, that's the way we see the world. We see ourselves as wonderful or we see ourselves as terrible. Yeah. depending on what we say to ourselves. And sometimes working with inner dialogue is, a, is, is the first step. And the yes. inner dialogue has to be based on history and the history has to be based on, on what the value is that these people are bringing to themselves and to the rest of the world. And instead of coming out with, I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm not worthy, you have to restructure that and we have to take a look at where the worthiness really really resides because the worthy well first of all the worthiness resides just in that we live and breathe mm-hmm. but the 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 value that we measure ourselves against has to be realistic so whenever i'm working with a client i always say is that true when mm-hmm. a client says something terrible about themselves we yeah. say okay well let's pull that apart yeah. is that true yeah. and by the time we're finished of course it's not we understand that it's not true and i the i call that process the reality reality checking Mm-hmm. So is yeah is that was that the truth? Um, has it become the truth? It may you know it may have been that you weren't good at math before, but then you're you're good at something else. So the the truth is you're not stupid, even though you might not be good at mathematics. You are really good at other things. You're mm-hmm. a lawyer or whatever. So you can change the reality around the the the, the well the 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 thought that you are not good enough from that into present day. It goes back so to that it, it goes back to that enough thing that <clears throat> Renee mm-hmm. Brown was talking to us about, right? 
mm-hmm. that we're not mm-hmm. big enough, fast enough, small enough, thin enough, rich enough, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, we're not enough. And we need to get to the place where, is that real? Is that true? Yeah. It's true. And, you know, I was asking, my mother and I were talking to a friend of us, and I said, well, don't you look in the mirror and think once in a while, because she was saying, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, blah, blah, blah. <gasps> oh, and I said, don't you ever look in the mirror ever, like once, and say, huh? Today, I'm pretty cute. Yeah. And she said, no. And my mother and I looked oh, at each gosh. other. And, and, and I don't always look in the mirror and think I'm cute. But once in a while, I think, ah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say to myself. I'm doing okay for an old lady. You know, it's not so bad. <laughs> exactly. But, but my mother and I thought, gosh, it must be really difficult. And we weren't being condescending or anything. It's just because it, it, we loved her so much, our hearts hurt. So for yeah. her. Um, yeah. And that's, that's hard to overcome, especially if they've been doing yeah. that to themselves for a such a really long time. I know. Yeah. The inner dialogue starts um, early enough in our lives by the adults around us, um, by the people who love us or, or mm-hmm. profess to love us, okay? And we tend to repeat what we're told. And if what we're being told is that we're not enough, it, especially if that comes in early enough in our lives, it's really hard to overcome that. Right. And sometimes we're not told it, but we pick it up implicitly mm-hmm. or we put our own perceptions on that. And we're actually, that's not the case, but for some reason or another, we have laid that down for ourselves and we keep perpetuating it. Yeah, and yeah. that is something to really look at. What, what, what have we brought to the table too? So we're not really listening to somebody else's voice after a while. We're listening mm-hmm. to our own. Absolutely. Because, because we're, repeat, we're repeating it again. Let's take a break here and let me remind our listeners, this is Timeshare on Voice America Radio's 7th Wave channel with me, Marie Jackson. My regular Second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about ego today. When we return, Priya and I approach that most difficult of all ego questions, what happens to our sense of self when we lose something we think is important to us? You can join the conversation by calling 866-472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
1-800-242-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Before we went to break, we were talking about how we measure ourselves and how we see ourselves relative to the truth of who we are or how other people see us or how other people evaluate us or the value that we put on ourselves. A lot of times the value that we uh, put on ourselves starts at a very early age and um, we continue it through our lives depending on what our parents and other adults in our lives who uh, were very important to us had said to us about us. But by eventually, when we turn into real grown-ups, we are responsible for how we see life and how we see ourselves. And I cannot, I cannot continue this show much longer without talking about um, the political system that's taking place in the United States right now. We're going through um, an election cycle, and a number of um, our, our um, candidates who had been in the running for nominations, have pulled out of the race. And what I'd like to know is, since we've all had experiences like this for ourselves or with people around us, when we lose a job, a partner, public recognition, this is what I'm thinking about where our election cycle is concerned, public recognition, a fortune, our egos go right along with it. It's really hard to hold on to our sense of self when something so important to us is gone. How do we do that? How do we do that? If you were, if you were helping a client with this kind of a, combina- of, a, of a question, they just lost their home or they just lost money in the stock market or they just lost their spouse or um, something of real importance to them, where would you begin, Priya? This is really a tough, it's always been a tough one for me about how to rebuild something like that. Well, I think the first step is understanding the pain around it and being okay with it. It is a devastating blow. You lose your house, you lose your job, you lose your marriage. That's devastating. And that's, you know, that, that's pain, that's hurt, that's life. I mean, that's life as in that's what happens and it's, it's not to be dismissed. You're allowed to work through that pain. You're allowed to articulate it. You're allowed to be angry. And so that's where I would start, that it's, it's, it's not something that needs to be brushed under. It's something that needs to be understood and recognized and how it's affected you and your life and your ego. And that's okay. It's back to the understanding. And you don't have to take forever to go through that, but it's to be true to yourself and say, yeah, you know what? That hurt. This hurts. Okay. And then it's, what do I do now? Where do I, how do I rebuild and, and having a, a, an idea of where you want to go and the steps that you need to take and to be kind to yourself taking those steps. So if you have to pull out of a race because of money, because you see that you're not going to win the election and you think this is not worth my time, my money, my, my volunteers time. And this is a big decision to make and you make it in the time that you need to do it until you know you have to make it because of the money generally that's what happens there um but does that does that answer your question i think it i think it does answer my question i think the most important thing that you said there i mean you said an awful lot of stuff that was really very pertinent but the first thing that you said was first you have to allow the pain Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we um that a lot of times we either overlook or we dismiss or we minimize Mm -hmm. 
Okay, we minimize it. I always wonder, you know, when somebody says, oh, come on, you can, you just got to snap out of it. You can bounce mm-hmm. back. When, when you go through something that's a real terrible loss, there's no snapping and there's no bouncing. No. Uh, there's some crawling. Okay, it's a step at a time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you stall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get stuck. Mm-hmm. And it, it needs to be okay. The first person who needs to know that it's okay is the person who's <laughs> going through the loss. Exactly. Okay, the yeah. first person needs to know. And I think it's really important at that point, too, and maybe even leading up to it, um, that you surround yourself with the right people exactly. and resources. That is huge. That is so big. Yep. That if, if I'm going to be suffering, if I'm going to be in pain, I at least want to be with somebody who's going to keep me safe exactly. and somebody who's going to keep me um, okay and just hold on to me through the rough spots. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everybody can be that for you all the time. It's picking and choosing the people that you think are best in that particular field. So situation will understand this particular topic or will be able to help you with this particular issue. And it's not the same person the whole time. That's where we get into trouble. We try and get our spouse, for instance, to fix everything or to help us with everything. And they they can't always do everything because it's not in their toolkit. And so it's really, I call it a dream team, you know, and it's finding the right person for the right issue. And so you do have to be safe around people. And, you know, the other thing is, is it's not socially acceptable to wallow. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's what we we go, okay, you know what? We've got to keep on going because my ego is telling me I am really, I've got a big ego. I'm going to keep on going. Boom, boom, boom. And But, you know, it's chipping away underneath because they haven't dealt with the real pain and the real issue. So there's a, so there's a, there's a lot going on there. And they, and, need so, to, and they need to own the pain and they need mm-hmm. to know that it's okay to hurt. Well, they're it's, the only one okay, that can give yeah. them, yeah, they're, they're the only ones that can give themselves permission exactly. to, exactly. Uh, to, to know it's okay to hurt because no, no one else can because if they don't believe it themselves, people can say, oh, it's okay, cry, cry, cry. And they think, oh, no, I'm going to carry on. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, part of building that team that you were talking about a little while ago um, really begins before the trauma mm-hmm. um, I think it's it, it would be great you know if it would be great if we could always if all of us could always win all the time mm-hmm. yeah and uh, nothing ever went wrong and we never lost money or we never lost a relationship or we never lost anything that was of value to us it would be great if we could go through life like that but the real test comes when we do lose things that are important to mm-hmm. us and that's how we know who our true friends are and truth be told, you know, we can't always count on the people that we thought we could count on. Sometimes family, uh-huh. sometimes, you know, uh, grade school chums. You know, uh-huh. I thought that you would be there for me, but then when the chips were down, you were not there for me. So I think an important exercise all along the way is not to wait until we're in trauma, not to wait until we're in some kind of a crisis. All along the way, we have to say, is this the kind of relationship that is going to sustain me if the bottom falls out? How do, we, how do we find our friends? How do we build our team? How do we create our support network? I think that's an important exercise that we all need to go through all the time. It's not yeah. like you do it once and then you're done. No, it's true because people are coming in and out of your life and also people's circumstances are changing. Other people's circumstances are changing and whereas they would once be able to do 
one thing for you, they no longer can. So if this was the person that was always going to bail you out financially or something, I don't know, and then they go through bankruptcy, that's nev- that's not going to be their role anymore. They might shift a role or you know, or whatever it is. And so it's always assessing, but it's not assessing. It sounds kind of clinical in a way to assess your friendships, but I think it's really important to figure out who's capable of what because we never want to ask our friends or colleagues to do something they're not capable of and so and and it's also it puts us in a position of banging our head against a brick wall and we're and then we're disappointed and then we don't feel like we're good enough and the whole vicious cycle happens all over again (laughs) so you know you're you're bringing me to it to a place where I'm thinking about a friend of mine who wants so much to help her children uh Mm -hmm. she's lovely and she has wonderful kids, um, but they're little, I mean, little mm-hmm. tiny kids. And every time something goes wrong, um, mommy always steps in to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that is the natural tendency of, of the mother. But mm-hmm. when little kids are little, isn't that when they start to learn self-reliance and solving their own problems and, and recognize and understanding how to choose the right friends? A lot of us know about, you know bullying uh, and it takes different forms with boys and girls boys bully one way and girls bully another way but I think it's an important exercise to help our children recognize what it takes to sustain them during hard times and how they can go through their own hurts with people who support them and how to build Mm -hmm. those kinds of relationships because somebody isn't always going to be there to fix something for you. Somebody isn't always going to be there to bail you out. You need to bail yourself out, but you need the support structure around you while you go through the process. Yeah. Yeah, and in an ideal world, that that would be the most effective for the child. Um, But we don't know what's going on with the mother. Maybe no one... I'm not trying to take her get her off the hook or anything like that but there's more to it it could be that someone didn't show up for her someone didn't step in for her to protect her as a child um and so that's is overcompensation so we don't you know that's that's a tricky one but yes in an ideal world it would be good to learn how to fight our own battles in a in a safe place there's a balance and how we build our friendships i think uh we start that Mm -hmm. at an early enough age and our parents and the adults around us show us Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's like to build uh, a, um, a good relationship with somebody, people that you can trust, which brings me to um, your tip of the week. Um, yes. You sent out a tip of the week. We've got about two minutes left, and I'm wondering if you can touch briefly, quickly on trusting others to make decisions for themselves and not and resisting the temptation to step in and fix something for somebody else. I mean, that's that's yes, <clears throat> and and I used to do that, and that's in a way that's sort of an ego stroking thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, oh, um, that's yeah. an ego stroking thing yes, because I think I can do it better than they can. And so, I I mean, I used to buy everybody's Christmas presents at Christmas. Everybody's for everybody else because I thought I could do it better and and I wanted everybody to be happy with their Christmas present. And I didn't trust that my sister could buy the best present for my mother. Or, you know, my grandmother, when she got older, I did her shopping because she couldn't get out of the house. And that's absolutely fine. You know, we talked about what we want to do. But so definitely when when you do everything for everybody else, you are taking away their personal, their their ability to take personal responsibility for themselves. Um, so yes, and that I'm, is my I'm wondering, And I'm wondering too if that's not the what what we could define as a big ego. 
Yes, because we think we're better and then we think we're right. Exactly. Well, I did. Exactly. And we, need to, and we need to show I can do this and I can do this yeah. and I can do that. And I wrapped the gifts and I made all the cookies and I did. And I, it was me. It was my big ego all over all of this. Yeah. Well, and we've all, I think we've all been guilty of that at one point or another in our lives. And also it's the martyr as well. Look how much I've done. I'm such a good girl. So I'm good enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. We're back to that. Yeah. We're back, back to, that. to that. We're back to that. Yeah. Excellent. I've done well. So everybody's going to think I'm good enough. There we go. Because I've controlled the situation. Perfect. Let's take our <laughs> final break here. And let me remind our listeners, this is Timeshare on Voice America Radio's 7th Wave Channel with me, Marie Jackson. My regular contributor, uh, Priya Rana Kapoor, and I are talking about ego today. And we're taking your calls at 866-472-5795 if you'd like to call in. When we return, Priya and I will wrap up with some final thoughts about how to stay grounded and centered in the truth of who we are as we are pulled in different directions by our own ego and the egos of those around us. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Before we went to break, uh, Priya and I were talking about how to uh, stay grounded and centered in the truth of who we are. We're going to talk about how to make that happen um, because it's so easy for us to lose ourselves in um, what expectations are that we give ourselves, that other people give us, what society gives us. How do we lose the sense of who we truly are? How can we continue to navigate from our, from our inner navigator? Instead of from our ego, not always easy. So, um, Priya, what would you like to share in the way of either exercises or meditations or ideas, practices uh, with our listeners about just how to, to know the difference when you're navigating from your ego or when you're navigating from your higher self? Um, yeah, and I've said this before, <clears throat> I think the most important thing is to understand your physiology or recognize 
the, your body's physiology and the subtle changes that happen when you're feeling out of sync. And then when you're feeling out of sync, when your body's feeling out of sync, like you've got a little bit of a uh, in the tummy or again, the shortness of breath or something, start to look at what's going on and what decisions you're making and why those decisions, why your body's reacting to those decisions and then start to look, am I coming from my true inner self here or am I coming from an ego? Am I worrying about what other people will think, what other people want me to do? And so it's at first just becoming aware of, because the body will give you that signal and it's okay to trust the body because sometimes it's, it's, it's more difficult to decipher every single question that we have, every single choice we have. And are we coming from the ego or are we coming from our inner navigator? Well, the body will tell you. So I'm saying, slow down, take a look, take a feel, assess it, and then decide from there how you go. You know, I I have to tell you, Priya, I don't know that I can add anything to that. (laughs) Really, that was so beautifully said. Because your body does tell you, you do Mm -hmm. get that catch in your throat. You get Mm -hmm. that feeling in the pit of your stomach. That's why your mouth gets dry. That's why you get sweaty armpits. You say, something is not right here. If it was right, it would feel great. Mm -hmm. So when, when something is going on, whatever it is, somebody's asking you to do something, someone's asking you to commit to something, someone is asking you to make a promise about Mm -hmm. something, if it doesn't feel right, and we've all had those moments when we say, oh, well, it doesn't really feel right, but okay, Mm -hmm. and then we live to regret it. We go, I knew it, I knew it, I shouldn't have admitted that, I shouldn't have committed to that, or whatever the situation is, because that's how we get ourselves overextended. That's how we get into the realm of big egos. I want everybody to think I'm wonderful, so I'm going to say yes to this. I'm going to want every everybody to, is to, is I want everybody to say what a wonderful person I am, and so I'm going to say yes to that. I'm going to take on that job. I'm going to take on that chairmanship. I'm going to be on that committee. So it's what everybody else thinks of you, but then you have that feeling: I can't do this. I'm already overextended. I have too many things on my plate now. I'm going to have to start dropping things. I'm going to have to go, let go of things. And then it starts to wear on your body. That's when we get sick. That's when we break down. That's when we lose sleep. So yeah. your body really is, your body is the place to pay attention mm-hmm. to whether or not it's healthy for you. It's either life affirming or life denying. What does it feel like? And sometimes you do have to do what makes you, your body go, <gasps> For one reason or another, some, you know, you need to prove yourself so you can get the job that you want that will put you into flow, as it were. Sometimes we have to do that. We have to go beyond our boundaries. And sometimes it's just fear that's holding us back. And that's what that that feeling is as well. So it's assessing it. You know, is this, so it's basically, that's your, that's your um, sign. It's like a a train sign. Ding, 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 ding. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you Mm -hmm. stop. You don't Mm -hmm. cross the track. You don't Mm -hmm. go into the, cross the track of saying, yeah, right. sure, I'll do it. You right. stop and you have the time that the train takes to go by to assess the whole thing. And then you think, you know what, I may, this may not be exactly what I want to do, but maybe it's just I'm afraid because I don't know what this entails. So I'll go into it just to see. And, and that's okay, but you know what you're doing at that point. Then and you that's have such, the information. And that is such an important, that's a, such an important um, uh, tool, I think, to stop. Mm-hmm. The stop is a really important tool. We need to learn to say, mm, can I get back to you on that? 
we need to learn to say that to ourselves. We need to learn to say that to other people. We need to build time into our calendars so that we are not pushed into something where we have to commit to something, whether we want to or not. Well, I'm out of time. You got to let me know this afternoon because this deal is only good for three minutes. Well, if the deal's only good for three minutes, I'll pass. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Otherwise, you, because again, because we're making decisions from our ego instead of from our yeah. inner navigator. My biggest tool with all of this is taking time out. Um, a formal meditation, if you can do that in the morning, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. One of my favorite things in the whole wide world is, is what I call stop meditation. Stop meditation. So no matter what it is that you're doing, you just stop for a second. If the phone rings, don't answer it right away. Stop, take a couple of breaths. You're responsible for the energy that you are taking into that phone call. So stop, take a breath and say, how am I feeling right now? Am I centered? Am I calm? Am I ready for this call? And then go into the call. It's only one or two rings. The caller is not going to hang up. If you're at a stoplight, just take a couple of deep breaths. Remember who you are. Connect to your inner navigator and then go forward when the light changes. If you're standing in line at the supermarket, just stop what you're doing. Take a few breaths. Get back into your inner navigator because it will guide you. It will keep you in that place. And if you go into the inner navigator that we were talking about all along, if you go into that inner navigator and then something tells you, uh, this doesn't feel all that really great, then you really need to take time and examine, am I afraid? What am I afraid of? Is this real? Is this not real? Those are all the tools that you bring in at the very last few seconds. Mm, lovely. Lovely. Um, Priya, we are about coming to the close of our show, and I don't want us to close up uh, too quickly without uh, giving you a chance to tell people what you're all about, what you have coming up, how people can get in touch with you to continue this conversation, to start other conversations with you, how they can get your book. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, um, about what's happening in your world. Well, I'm actually quite excited at the moment because I am doing a live e-course starting a week today. Yay! Yay! And it's in line with the book, The Seven Stages of the Permission Journey that's in Give Yourself Permission to Live Your Life. And I'm actually offering it for free. It'll be over 10 hours of tools and um, coaching. And so I'm really excited. So I would love anybody who's interested to email me Um, And you can get my email from the website, which is www.gyspermission.com. So that's giveyourselfpermission.com. Find me there. Email me. Tell me you're interested. And I'll give you the dates. I'll give all the information should be up on the website by this afternoon. And so that's where you can get in touch with me if you have any other questions on the website. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter, on Instagram. And I'm, I'm available to to openly talk with people so and I'm still coaching so I'm here and I'm looking forward to this journey that we have together Marie thank you so much for letting me be with you the pleasure is mine and and I'm looking forward to every month together and with all of you with all the uh, listeners as well Thank you. Priya Rana Kapoor, give yourself permission to live your life. I love it. You've been listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel with me, Marie Jackson, your host. I am a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. I help people to manage stress, achieve goals, and realize personal power in daily living by staying true to the spirit of who they are in work, relationships, and family dynamics. I focus on intention and the law of attraction for developing spiritual practices that bring us to inner balance and peace. You can learn more 
more about the work I do in the field of spiritually holistic living at mariejackson.net. Please know I offer a free one-hour private and confidential conversation to anyone who contacts me. I have flexible hours and do Skype sessions, so please reach out. We'll make that happen. My regular third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy, will be with me next week, February 18. Please listen in as we explore ego from the teachings of A Course in Miracles. I hope you'll join us. Thank you for sharing this time with us today. I hope you'll join us again as we explore the field of metaphysical spirituality. In the meantime, I wish you ease in living your wholeness. Thank you for tuning in to Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.